What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, March 27th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the OK Beast Blessing, Eddie Oye Jr. What's up, Greg? Uh, I just got my hot dog head in Animal Crossing. So Whoa. that's what I was. I, I made Kevin wait to start the show so I could put up the tweet saying, hey, I got my hot dog head in Animal Crossing. Because you watched, it, of course. Wait, that's you go why to, I had to wait? When I was that there, is 100%. Ready if you go like, to my oh, Twitter right on. now, go to the Twitter right now. You can show it, Kevin. You can toss it up there because it's it's posted. Uh, yesterday, of course, on uh, twitch.tv slash games. Now on youtube.com slash games, we did an Animal Crossing Cribs edition, at which point I bought a hot dog costume that was on sale. Liked it, blessing. I put it on, of course. But mm-hmm. then it was this thing of, well, I look like I'm just wearing a hot dog bodysuit. This isn't really a full-blown costume. And then today, to my surprise, I walk into the Able Sister store. <laughs> What's staring back at me? Hot dog Whoa. head. You know what I mean? Put it out. There it is. Look at that, everybody. Oh, my God. Dream, awesome. Dreams come a lot. You you know I mean? Dreams do. Uh, no, I don't. Mean? I look awesome, Kevin. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I was wrong. Yeah, you, I'm glad you finally admit it. I didn't it. think about that way. It looks I'm like, glad you didn't admit just it. so you know, just so you know, now that I'm being honest, it looks like it looks you're like wearing like nothing but the middle part, and it's gross. <laughs> this is this is gross, just so you know. <laughs> I don't mind. This might be a dumb question, but is yeah. the hot dog like a Portillo thing? Is that like a Portillo reference or Portillo's reference? That was a dumb question, Blessing. I mean, I don't, I, I don't fully understand. Are you asking if in Animal Crossing the hot dog suit is a reference to Portillo's? or is the fact No, that- I, the fact that you're wearing the hot dog suit, is that sure. like, a, oh, yeah, I love Portillo. I'm going to wear this represent Portillo kind of thing. I mean, or I would, is this just like, oh, I want the hot dog outfit. Well, you know, Portillo, my dog, is named after the restaurant Portillo's, the hot dog yeah. restaurant, right? Okay, cool. So, yeah, Plus I mean, like, I think just that that's found. just all ingrained in me, right? Like, I feel okay. like the hot dog restaurant, you know, outfit kind of, you know, it's a good weekend I, outfit I, for me. I just didn't know if this was, like, a separate passion of, like, I like hot dogs even separate from Portillo and Portillo's, and I'm just going to wear a hot dog outfit just because, that kind of yeah. thing. Hold on one second, because I got to look at something here, too. Oh. Because, Kevin, you oh. understand there's always breaking news here. There's always something oh. happening, right? Yeah, 100%. Hashtag Team Fat, right? Am I right, Greg? Team Fat? You 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 did me Team Fat there, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, hold on, yeah. Okay. Hold on. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. All right, good. Thank you. Yep, we got it. Uh, Blessing, this is where you fill time. Oh, yeah. Oh, time. Well, it looks like your arm is going into his screen, and it's turned pink. Whoa. See that? I keep having to put my arm here because my my mouse, like, if I put my mouse here. Just get a normal-sized desk. And then even turn, if I had a desk, here's the thing, though, and then like, we turn your click. desk. No, 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 we turn your desk so it's next to the window. You see what I'm talking about? So turn your face to the left. Turn your face to the left. Like That's where your desk would be. Does that fit? Yeah, but then I'm like blocking the window. You don't but want a who desk. Who gives a fuck? Window. The window's closed. Do you open the windows? No, but like. Okay, see, I knew uh, you didn't open the windows. <laughs> how do you, how do you know that? Because I knew. Right, I was trying to call. Thing. I was trying to call uh, Alyssa Barrett's Alyssa and let her know that I had a hot dog helmet now in my store because she came to buy the hot dog costume yesterday. I felt like she Is should she have the teacher? rest. But... Oh, I guess schools are off. So yeah, she's teaching right now. Bless. <laughs> I sometimes I forget what's happening. Hey man, honestly, she might be teaching now. I'm not stuff. sure. I was gonna yeah, say, are they doing online yeah, classes? I don't know. At what point for the little kids did the online classes start? Kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Let us know. Because I think she teaches young kids, right? So they're always just eating paste anyway. Now they're their parents' problems. She doesn't have to worry about it. All right. Exactly. I digress. Jesus Let's talk Christ. instead about next gen not being delayed, video games and how they're dealing with COVID in their own ways, and GameStop closing more stores because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we come together to give you the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show, patreon.com slash games with your questions, comments, concerns, everything under the video game sun, including your squad up requests. But more importantly, over on patreon.com slash games, you can give us a few bucks to say, hey, you're doing a good job which would get you the show ad-free along with the exclusive post show each and every day. However, if you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. Head over to twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. You can watch us record the show live and keep us honest. You have a job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe. Housekeeping for you, as I said, the Animal Crossing Kind of Funny Cribs edition is up on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. You can go over there. You can see myself, Joey Noel, and Andy Cortez, our islands, our towns. We play hide and seek at one point, which goes on way too long. I did not think it would be that hard. Also, Bless, did you see this? Last night, of course, Kind of Funny Best Friend and Twitch streamer Snowbike Mike did a, a hide and seek thing where they bet uh, on it. 
Did you see he oh. he had his I saw a screenshot. It was all his island filled people. Everybody put out three bags of bells each, and then they all went and hid, and the winner got the pot. That's I awesome. Saw, I saw the picture. Greg, I heard gambling's bad though. This isn't gambling. This is sporting. If you're good at it, you don't have to worry about it. Mm, sounds like gambling. You know what? You know I, I mean? said gambling's good, so it doesn't matter. It's real funny when like EA does it and everyone's mad at FIFA and whatnot, but Snowbike. But that's Mike them does gouging you. The that's best. them taking Snowbike Mike the running best. his own casino you know and I mean? Animal Crossing I'm is fine. We don't care. Double <laughs> standards here. That's all I'm saying. I'm gonna back up now. All right, you know what? I will 100% admit, Kevin, there are double standards for EA versus Snowbike <laughs> Snow Mike, Mike. All right, I'm not holding them Look, in the same all regard. All I'm saying is when Snowbike Mike's as big as EA, you better not fucking pull this shit Plus, again. the bells are a virtual currency. You're not actually investing real money. That's what FIFA people money. said, remember? No, it I, wasn't. That wasn't what they said, Kevin. That wasn't what they said. Please that don't get that close to the mic. Yeah, exactly. I know how to hurt you now. You know what I mean? I know you're kryptonite. One button, <laughs> I know and I just... Look... I can mute you. Oh, I we can't I wasn't hear talking. No, I, wasn't oh, okay. talking. I can mute him, I, I know you, you can. We're having a good time, everybody. It's a Friday. You know what I mean? Crack a, a fucking time. beer. Bless and go oh, get him a beer. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, there's, yeah, there's been beer inside this the whole time. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you to our Patreon producers, Mohammed, Mohammed, Momo, Drew, Garnier, Fruities, Blackjack, and the kind of funny Destiny 2 PC clan. Today, we're brought to you by Quip and ExpressVPN, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Six items on the Roper Report. Uh, Baker's Dozen! Let's start with the good news, Blessing. Next generation is not delayed. That's right. The PlayStation 5 and Xbox One are still coming this holiday, says Microsoft and Sony, independently in different articles. <laughs> Let's start with Eddie at GameSpot, who has the Xbox report. Uh, Matt Booty from Xbox was the, had a quote that they, they put up there in their article. So I'm pulling the quote, and then I'll give you some context from Eddie. Booty writes, We know that gaming connects people during times of social distancing, and we are committed to delivering the highest quality Xbox Game Studio games for our global community of players. At the same time, the health and safety of our Xbox Game Studio development teams is our top priority. Each studio is facing unique challenges and constraints depending on its partner location, and and many of our external development partners around the world are similarly affected. We are supporting our studio leaders to make the right decisions uh, for their teams and individual games during this challenging time. So a lot of you re- reached out to me, of course, with this one, because yesterday uh, during Games Daily, we got duped. And there was a concern, not even duped, I guess, because I said it with a grain of salt, but there was enough conversation in the chats, right, of, hey, what is actually happening uh, with uh, Halo Infinite? Because Halo had come out and been like, hey, you know, we're still working on it, right? There had been things here. And I'll give, this is Eddie's context in, in the same article. I'm obviously piecing it all together to give you this report. Eddie continues. The statement comes in the wake of Halo Infinite developer 343 Industries acknowledging that the coronavirus situation uh, may get worse before it gets better. Uh, quote, we're removing all the obstacles in our path and tracking well, but need to be mindful of our current limitations and understand that the corona situation may get worse before it gets better 343 said in a blog post rest assured that every single one of us is doing everything in our power to continue developing and delivering quality halo experiences while we adjust to this new way of life a spokesperson for microsoft tells gamespot that microsoft 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 has never announced a release date for halo infinite so there is no change to report uh in on the game's launch timing it remains on schedule to release in holiday 2020. The company reconfirmed to GameSpot. So that was the idea of what's happening with Halo because there's all this confusion over there, right? And as Eddie points out in his article that this is all in line with whatever uh, Phil Spencer's been saying. Echoing, Ill, uh, echoing Xbox, Phil Spencer's previous statements, Booty said the health and safety development teams at Microsoft's the top priority and they continue on this way, right? So if Halo's coming in the holiday, Xbox Series X is still coming in the holiday, nothing's happening there. Everything's on track. Correct blessing. Sure. Do you believe it? Blessing. Do I believe it? Yeah. We'll see. But I, yeah. I, I believe that they that they are confident in it. Okay. Okay. While we get into that, I want to bring in what Sony's saying. Uh, this is Takashi Mochizuki over at Bloomberg. 
Uh, Sony Corp said fallout from the coronavirus may wipe out a previously projected increase in its profit and force it to delay an earnings report scheduled for April. Uh, The Japanese company said two factories in China are returning to normal operation, but continue to face component shortages, while facilities in Malaysia and UK will remain shut until middle of April because of government requests. Sony said it it can dispatch employees to these locations to discuss assembly of new products. A Sony spokeswoman spokeswoman said it doesn't see any notable impact on the launch of its next generation game console, PlayStation 5, planned at the end of the year. So, again, blessing. We talked on PSI Love You XOXO this week uh, at length about will the PlayStation 5 be delayed. We had a bunch of different articles, a bunch of different analysts, and it seemed like what we came down on, at least from my perspective on what I was saying, and I think you were with me, Mm. it doesn't look like you delay the PlayStation 5, but we might have to deal with limited supply of the PlayStation yeah. 5, correct? Shortages. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I'm, I'm I'm with you there for the most part. I think we could possibly get to a place where they delay the consoles. And even even these statements here, like, they they give me confidence. They give me more confidence than I had, say, yesterday about, yeah. the, about the consoles coming out this fall. But I'm still not all the way there. I feel like it's we're still in a situation where we kind of have to wait and see. Like, even in the Sony article, I think Sirens are on our, our end. Sirens are on our end. I didn't know if you could hear them. Sorry, that's outside of my yeah. window. Um, we, can't, like, we can't skip it. There's always something <laughs> core to kind of funny. It's maybe when you hear the police sirens. Um, but, you know, th- like them talking about uh, how, like where they're at in the process and their confidence in the, in the, in the consoles coming out. Like, I, I believe that they want the consoles to come out this fall. Oh, yeah. I believe that, that, they, that right now the chances are they will come out this fall. But like in like they said in the, in the I believe it was the Sony article uh, or the Sony statement that said things are going to get worse before they get better. Or maybe it was the Microsoft statement. That was Microsoft. That was actually so to be clear, that was actually three. Was that three four three? Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's like I mean that's just kind of the state of things. Is things are things are going to get worse before they get better. We kind of have to see how worse they get before we can make solid statements about whether or not uh we're, about how much uh production is going to be affected. Uh, by people not being able to work in factories, uh, where the market's at by the fall, uh, where software is at by the fall, yeah. how working from home or how long working from home is going to affect. Like, that's kind of what I would want to hear from 343. If 343 has to work from home for the next, let's say, three months or four months, yeah, how does that then af- affect their workflow? Well, that's the whole thing about this and what we talked about on PS I Love You to give context to PlayStation 5, but now to expand it to Halo and then, of course, expand it to Xbox Series X because, again, these are part and parcel, right? Again, from Eddie's article, 2020 is a crucial year for Microsoft and the Xbox brand as the Xbox Series X is lined up to release this holiday with Halo Infinite as a launch title. Microsoft remains committed to launching the Xbox Series X this year. The company doubled down on that earlier in March. But what what the impact of COVID-19 has on game development games or in development games, I'm sorry, such as Halo Infinite, Grounded and Everwild, among others, remains to be seen. That's the ball of wax here in what we were talking about earlier. It's not even that. And I I compared it, I think, on the last conversation we had about this to uh, how when I was guaranteeing Persona 5 was going to get delayed back in the day. And everybody kept Mm -hmm. pointing to the website and saying the website says this year and then eventually got delayed. Right. Because the website's a website. It's the same thing here, and I don't even think it's nefarious in any sense of the word. I don't think that this Sony sp- spokeswoman – why do I keep saying woman? <laughs> woman. It's something about being able to hear myself that's very weird. Uh, saying there's no I- notable impact on the launch of its next-generation console, PlayStation 5. I believe that it's uh, they want to launch this. They want to yes. launch the PlayStation 5. Xbox wants to launch the Xbox Series X. I do not think that them saying that on the 27th of March, 2020 means that when we get to December 31st, 2020, we're all going to be playing these consoles. Cause I mean, I was thinking about this morning while I was making breakfast, I had to turn and look at the calendar. I'm just like, fuck, do you realize what was it? Three weeks ago, I was in Canada and like, I was debating the Chicago trip that was going to be today. I was supposed to be in Chicago today for my mom's birthday and for what would have been SmackDown and all this different stuff. Like that's how fit, how fast all of this flipped. So you can't, I mean, we're here working from our houses, right? Like you can't, we can't yeah. sit here and I'm sure 343 can't answer your question, right? You have this great question of like, what is the impact of developing for, and working from home and working on a, a game from home going to be? And I'm sure the answer is we don't know. We don't think it will. If everything works flawlessly, it should be okay. But look mm-hmm. at us in two weeks, all the stupid little hurdles we've discovered where you think we, something's going to be flawless and then no, it isn't. We talked all about uh, PlayStation because that's what we do on PSWXOXO and how maybe software could affect the launch. I think we both came down on even if for this fall, Sony had Horizon Zero Dawn 2 and 
Housemark's next game and yeah. Knack Three all all prepped for launch, and they all like even even if all that software got delayed, we could still see the the PS Five coming out and just and, and you know just rolling with the punches. For Microsoft, if Halo Infinite gets delayed, I think they would have a much harder time launching the console, like wanting to, wanting to even launch a new console because the Xbox Series X at this point is so tied to Halo Infinite. Like that is the first big launch title they announced for it. Halo yeah. historically has been tied to Xbox. Uh, putting out putting out a new Xbox console right now with kind of where they they've been at over the next generation without that big title, that big title that they've advertised over the last couple of years for it. I think that could be a, hu- a huge blow to them, and I don't think they'd want to do that. Interesting, because yeah, you figure our conversation about PlayStation was even if. And this is all hypothetical. Horizon 2 was supposed to be it. House Marks game was going to be this. These were going to be the launch titles. And now they're not going to be ready. My, What I had been saying, right, is that Sony would still launch this. Because even if even with limited supply and less of a, a demand for the games or whatever, this is still... Now, you, now you're, you're pivoting, and it's like PlayStation 4 Pro. Of like, hey, it's backwards compatible. It loads things faster. Play all your games, and here's what's coming in 2021, right? Mm-hmm. I think you drive this interesting point home of Microsoft, I still think would do that because I, I think it's the same song and dance for the Xbox Series X. It runs your games better, backwards compatible, xCloud, all this amazing stuff ready to go. The problem there is that I don't think Xbox has the gusto based on their current uh, progress and momentum and yeah. library to make that matter as much as the PlayStation 5 did. Like, Xbox they don't needs Halo. They don't necessarily have... The juice right now. They've been filling the juice over the last over the last and like again, years, right? You know, Xbox One, not a bad generation of console for them. It's just the PlayStation was such a runaway success. Yeah, and I, I mean, it had a bad start, but at this point, right, I wouldn't even say Xbox One is a bad console by any means. Like they've really regained that ground. Yeah. Um, but I, in a weird way, Sony being kind of quiet, or not even kind of quiet, Sony being dead quiet and being very cards to the chest as far as how they've talked about the PS five specifically software mm-hmm. might actually come as a blessing as disguise for them blessing in disguise for them because no pun intended <laughs> because yeah. like they can move they can move things around behind the scenes right we don't know about horizon we don't know about whatever sequels we don't know about any and uh about what most of their studios are working on for we don't know what any other studios actually are working on for next gen for sure right they don't have anything like sure. yeah no, there's no like here's what naughty dog's doing here's what you know polyphony's doing i mean you can jump to conclusions on some yeah, of those we, can, yeah. we, we can assume a lot of them but they haven't had any of that stuff announced. And so they can move around the cards however they want, however they need to, in order to account for delays, in order to account for messaging, in order to account for marketing. Whereas Microsoft, they've they've announced Halo and they've announced a, a not a date, but they've said holiday 2020. Right. right. We know that game is supposed to come out day and date with the Xbox Series X. They've announced Hellblade and they've they haven't even attached the year to Hellblade. So Hellblade's not really right. much of a concern, right? And but when we, they showed that know, at Game Awards, right, they did say like this is a very early look or whatever. Yeah, they said it was a very early look. Forza Motorsport is probably going to come out or probably going to be timed with the Xbox Series X. Like, the big one is Halo, though. Yeah. And if something happens to Halo, then yeah, I, I, I think that's big trouble for Xbox you, Series X. So you're, and this is always so tough because we aren't business people at all, but you're in charge of this decision and they come to you and they're like, hey, Halo will not be ready for the launch of the Xbox Series X. Do you still launch it? With the downside being that you could launch this thing and people are going to look at it and go, sure, it's more powerful, but I didn't play my Xbox One, so why would I get on board with this? Or do you wait and take the financial hit, right, and wait for Halo Infinite? And granted, what I've said before about this stands, that delaying it but not pushing it out of the fiscal year could still work. Where if you got it out in January, and you just delayed it until January, early February, right, and then you actually had more consoles in production. Like, you can spin this pretty quick of like, hey, COVID has screwed stuff up. We don't have as many consoles as we want. Halo needs a little bit more time. We're pushing it to here. And theoretically, right, the if you were the if you had less console stock that was going to be manufactured because of COVID, and then they were going to try to make more by the end of the fiscal year, you could still net out that rather than have that amount of Xbox Series X's built up till the end of the fiscal year, you could 
push them all out on the same day kind of thing and still have that hype and still have that attention and still yeah. have people coming. Like at that point, it kind of it kind of feels like a soft launch at first for the, for the Series X and then whenever yeah. Halo's ready, like let's say a month or two or three later, sure. then we do like the big push for the Xbox Series X and make this like the big the, the big marketing push. I, I could see that being the case and I don't even think, I don't, I'm not necessarily of the mind that it's going to come down to to that. Like really hard hardware and components and parts and labor and all and all that stuff is probably going to pay uh probably going to play more into into the idea that xbox series x and ps5 can get delayed rather than uh purely work on the software um but yeah i'm still i'm not i'm not of the place yet where i where i feel confident that these consoles are going to come out this fall well, I mean, I think we find out every every day, right? That something, yeah. anything can happen like, <laughs> in our at, world. Like e- period. I think it was E three that was like one, like literally one day they were like, "Oh yeah, we're we're assessing the situation as it goes," and literally the next day, I think that was when LA called the state of emergency, and E three was like, or the ESA was like, uh, "We're just listening, we're we're listening to the ESA or, or to the um to LA, we're we're trying to figure things out," and then the next week is canceled. Like these things move very quickly, and yeah. so we'll see in like. A month what the messaging is two months what the messaging is we're, we're they're gonna have to continue talking about the stuff because they're gonna want to market it and advertise and we're gonna get those we're gonna get those reveal events or yeah. maybe they push the reveal events depending on where things that are at we have a question about that yes. up next here's what i want you to do bless all right the yep. question is from the nanobiologist i all want right. you to read it because obviously i read it to put it in the doc but <laughs> like a bonehead i forgot my coffee and water on the back table so you read the question while i get my coffee and water all right. This question comes from the nanobiologist who wrote into patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like you can and says, Hi, Greg and Bless. Both Xbox and PlayStation said that the pandemic will not affect the Xbox Series X and the PS5 releases. So why haven't they come out with a date yet? Are they waiting for the other to announce something first to try and beat their date? Or do they not do they not know and are using the vague quote holiday 2020 to never need to say they, they delayed the console when they could possibly be pushing it back uh, to their projected date internally. I I mean, I we're not at the place, I think, in the in the process. Like, even if this is a traditional console release, say yeah. COVID's not an issue, say, like, we're not dealing with all these external problems, I still don't think we'd have the date yet. Like, I think you it's not until... Know. Yeah, it's not until what would, would have been E3 or E3, what, yeah. whatever PlayStation's event, PlayStation event would be before or around that time where we would finally get the the date and the pre-orders and all that stuff kind of lifts for for us to uh to to go through in in, in order and so I, I i don't think that's a weird thing um i think there could be weirdness with it now once we get to that point but once again well, well now see. it's yeah i think what gets interesting about it yeah i don't think you should know the date yet now that's just not traditionally how this would happen and the way i understand it of course is waiting for e3 for the biggest you know pop you can get but also yeah. the fact of trying to actually suss out how many you could manufacture because it is something that isn't in production yet. So you are getting estimates and stuff. But that, now, again, I'm way out on a limb there. That's I'm not that part of the industry, so I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. For this one in particular, it's what we just talked about of literally anything can happen. Each and every day, the news gets crazier and crazier. So even now, I'm sure they're getting reports that everything's okay. But are, how, how, how much do they believe in that? You know what I mean? Like how many fucking plans has sony gone through where what i guarantee whatever their their plan was at january 1st 2020 for how they're going to reveal the playstation 5 is not what it is now it is not you know i mean the world's different they can't i i still believe they were going to do a big event and they definitely can't now but are they holding on hope that they might be able to and depending on when they wanted to do it like if they wanted to do it in may or june right you still have two full months and what does that look like and when does the world get back to normal and how do you there's so many questions right now and there's so many different moving parts to every plan that I'm not surprised it's still holiday. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it slipped. I think they were waiting for their normal day, their normal time frames to announce, but I think they're more in jeopardy than ever. Like even if they had their dates, if it was, we're doing it on November, whatever. I think they're waiting now. Greg, his, historically, when would press get their hands on consoles for like demoing and stuff? Uh, what do you mean? For preview like, or for like in the office? uh for like preview events like for in uh 2013 was it e3 when when press would get their hands for ps4 or was it later ps4 there was the reveal event right in february that no we didn't send anybody to or no yeah we didn't send anybody to we just watched the thing um i'm good thanks it's different new coffee so i don't need it's it's long story (laughs) uh 
Yeah, when did we first have the PlayStation 4 for preview events? Fuck. I think it started rolling out at like, it was just events in kindoffunny.com slash you're on. Mm-hmm. I can't remember at that. Yeah, when they revealed it, they didn't reveal the box. So it was E3. So it was at E3. Like E3. And when once the presentation happened, that's at E3. You went and played stuff or saw stuff. That was the, the, first, time. That was the first time you guys like actually got your hands on the on the console. Yeah, to my which, knowledge. Yeah. Which that wouldn't be able to happen this time around. Yeah. Well, and, and that's why I think they were going to do a live event. Because again, like yeah. we sit here and talk about like, oh, well, yeah, like they have state of play now. They want to go direct to consumers and press and everybody else. That's true. But like that's not you're never going to have that moment, right? Of like what it, you need those hands-on impressions. Here's what it felt like for me to hold the DualShock 5. Here's what I saw. Mm-hmm. Here's how I liked the hat, especially for stuff like you're demoing haptic trigger triggers, right? Like you want to be able to feel that and have a conversation about that. Yeah. I, I wonder what that then does for something like Gamescom or like the events that are happening in August. Like if, if they happen in August, right? If Ga- Gamescom is the one I'm probably most worried about, that, that one's probably going to get canceled because of how big sure. that is. But say somehow they push through and, and, and this passes by then and does not become a worry whatsoever and Gamescom happens, right? Is, I, is that then the, the event where people first get their hands on the PS5, Xbox Series X? Like when, wh- how does that timeline shift? Does that timeline shift that then? shift the the console releases like there's so many factors at play here and that's why it's, we're in such a brave new world of what any of this looks like nothing and you know i think you know even for nano to write in and ask this question of like you know why aren't they saying anything why are they being so vague like if this had been if this was a normal lineup we wouldn't be asking that question this would just be mm-hmm. how it is this is what they do they're waiting for e3 or around their e3 time frame right and now i now it is that i'm sure that's what the original plan was and now i think there's a lot of them waiting to see like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, what's going to happen? Yeah. Where are we going to be? How many can we produce? What? And think about it that way, too. Of Like, you know, we're so used to now being spoiled and having global launches, right? Like, this could easily be a staggered thing where, okay, cool. It's launching first in America. It's launching, for, I mean, for Xbox, for sure. You know, maybe in for some oh, places, yeah. I think it would be, too. But, you know, maybe it is just in North America. It is just in Japan. Maybe there's a bunch mm-hmm. of different ways they can slice this up that yeah, sounds crazy now in our unified world but i remember those dates i remember importing vitas from japan right like i remember yeah. how different that was and when you go to wikipedia and i talk about like when people are celebrating the ps2's birthday i'm like it's not october 26th i'm like oh right you're talking about japan yeah yeah okay yeah that makes sense mm-hmm. we'll have to yeah, see that makes sense i didn't i didn't think about that it could, it could scary blessing anything can happen anything uh real quick happen. before we go on i asked for your wrongs as a joke but i got a lot of answers and i want to read a couple of them a boston beer dude says uh my sister starts online schooling this week she's in sixth grade in boston massachusetts uh lou says i have a first grader and a fourth grader they're using google classroom while their teacher is indeed working oh. um uh, psycho step says some schools have already started digital learning uh many here in orange county are holding off for official word from the district i have four teachers in my family and none of them have gone digital yet and then your boy mc fixer writes in and says uh my fiance Haley is teaching five-year-olds online so she's probably teaching don't need don't need to be read out loud too late sorry mc you put that at the front if you don't want to read out loud oh, no. but if you're gonna write in and you're gonna give me answers to the question i ask i'm gonna do it uh let's stay on this how COVID is going to affect video games, a topic we haven't talked about at all. Uh, Number two on the Roper Report. Uh, This is going to go somewhere, so stick with me. Bungie loves Stadia in the time of COVID. Uh, Basically, over on IGN.com, Luke Riley has a piece up called Inside Bungie's Rapid Response to the U.S. COVID-19 Crisis. It was going to be a required reading, but there's an interesting thing I thought I'd pull out and toss up here on the heels of all this COVID talk. Uh, It's an interview with the COO of uh, Bungie, Patrick O'Kelly. Lots of good stuff in there uh, about what it's like to make a game in these times, how, you know, Bungie saw stuff happening ahead of time because of their their relationship with NetEase. They kind of got way in front of like, this has definitely come here and started working on a lot of pats in the back of their IT team that have been able to set up things to make it all work from home. However, there's this interesting quote from Patrick. Another thing I'll throw out is Google Stadia. It looks like that's going to be our test solution, says O'Kelly. Getting play tests at scale is a hard thing to do. A lot of bandwidth involved. So they've been collaborating with us to set, uh, I'm sorry, they've been collaborating with us to set that up. And it looks like it's going to be a really amazing solution for us. It's not something we necessarily thought about initially, but it looks like it's going to be a great way for us to keep getting regular play tests and do it pretty easily, end quote. Like I said, great article overall of, what is it like to make a video game right now? What is it like to be in the throes? I mean, especially for Destiny 2, an ongoing game, right? That There's always putting more content out. How do you take that home and make that work for a giant company like Bungie? But 
this actually doubles back to, I remember weeks ago now when all this started, someone wrote in asking like, do you think uh, Stadia and xCloud make this easier? And I think it was more for, do you think we can get demos? Like what we yeah, were seeing like at E3 or GDC? Press demos. Interesting here to see like, oh, this now they're now working hand in hand with Google and getting, I guess, probably private servers or access or whatever to play test mm -hmm. unreleased stuff's pretty awesome, bless. Yeah, no, that's really cool. And I know Imran's brought up the point of playtesting in this time from work, work playtesting while working at home is a thing where in many cases might not be a thing you can do because a lot of times like software has to stay in the office whether it's because of new hardware like say somebody's developing a ps5 game or somebody's developing an xbox series x game uh microsoft or sony might not want employees to be able to take those things oh, sure. home uh or like even in, in in the case of software that's like not announced yet right you don't want you don't want like a ubisoft subway situation where i don't know somebody's playtesting a thing on the train it's my i like, think oh, about that the time, new right? like, screen like I, you know and this is a very you know specific example but to talk about like the world you do live in now right like mm -hmm. when i had animal crossing you know three weeks earlier or whatever i'm playing and this is all confusing i guess for you but these are giant floor-to-ceiling windows right here right and that's my mm -hmm. tv there so when i'd be playing it on it i was like if any of the apartments over here look over and like, is that the new Animal Crossing? Yeah. <laughs> like, Cause like, wait, that looks, and I mean, yeah, that's like such a one in a million thing that can happen. But like, to your point, look at fucking Tomb Raider getting spoiled because someone on the subway looked down and like, that's, that's a new Tomb Raider game. Click a photo. Like, yeah. it's not that out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. And so having Stadia and game streaming as a solution to how do we play test things while at home? Uh, I, that's something I didn't think of. And that's something that actually seems like a really cool solution. And uh, yeah, shout out to Bungie for figuring this out. Granted, Bungie and, and Destiny are like linked to Stadia, right? That's like Stadia. That was Stadia's biggest title at launch. After Doom Eternal slipped, yeah. <laughs> yeah, after Doom Eternal slipped. And they had like the whole bundled in. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 right. If you Stadia. had Stadia Pro, right? Yeah, you got, or whatever it was. If you got Founders Edition, you got access to all the stuff for, for yeah. Destiny. Yeah. Uh, and so I want to point point that out. But even still, like that's still like a cool. Totally. Cool and you have to imagine like, I and I don't think that's, I think that's a unique connection because they've already worked so much with them. But mm -hmm. I would hazard the guess that if you were a developer looking for solutions and you reached out to Google, Stadia would want to work with you on this too. Probably, yeah. You know I what I mean? Because obviously Stadia, always looking for goodwill, always looking for uh, ins, inroads in the industry. And again, I think that this could be an interesting solution for that. I agree. Number three on the Roper Report. Uh, Games Done Quick is taking on COVID. This is a press release from them. Today, Games Done Quick announced that it will be hosting a speed-running marathon in efforts to help those in need during the global COVID-19 pandemic. Corona Relief Done Quick will be an online-only event taking place April 17th through the 19th, 2020, on the official Games Done Quick Twitch channel. 100% of all CRDQ donations go directly to go directly to direct relief a humanitarian aid organization with a mission to improve the health and lives of people affected by poverty or emergencies donations can be made directly during the event via the viewing page available at gamesdonequick.com now in the same release on top of that uh games done quick also announced that it will be postponing summer games done quick as SGDQ 2020 due to increasing coronavirus concerns. Uh, SGDQ 2020 will take place August 16th through the 23rd in 2020 in Bloomington, Minnesota, benefiting benefit, benefiting Doctors Without Borders. Uh, registration for the event will open June 7th and close July 20th. Uh, Games Done Quick is actively monitoring the updates uh, from uh, WHO, CDC, uh, local governments, and public health agencies regarding COVID-19 and continuing to assess the situation. Now, and the same COVID thing, worth noting this, IGN's Jordan Oleman reports, the studio behind The Witcher 3 and Cyberpunk 2077 is donating nearly $1 million to help fight the coronavirus pandemic. The news arrives thanks to a LinkedIn post from CD Projekt Red's co-founder, uh, where he revealed the studio will be donating, hmm. quote, a sum of 4 million uh, PLN, which is approximately just about a million bucks, uh, to combat the spread of COVID-19 in Poland. That's so, really cool. Everyone out here fighting the good fight, bless. Yeah, everybody is. Uh, I'm. I, I absolutely love uh, games done quick. Uh, it was really cool to see that they're doing this coronavirus. I was gonna say coronavirus version. That sounds weird, but Corona relief done quick. Uh, yeah. That sounds like a really cool thing. The fact that they're able to pull it together so 
so quickly. Uh, <laughs> That's what they do. <laughs> well, it's like, well, it's like they were made for this. Uh, yeah. yeah, like uh, good on them. Good on CD Projekt Red also for donating. I find it funny that they that the news came from a LinkedIn post of all things. You yeah. think that like they put it on their blog, but I guess like they're they're pretty low key about it, which I, I respect. I mean, that's what's dope uh, about so it, right? Is I, I do feel like there's this interesting time. You know, I talked about it a little bit yesterday with Ben on Games Daily, where at the end we were talking about, you know, he's like, obviously in this time, you know, for them just starting off, and MinMax just starting out, and everybody should go support them, uh, patreon.com slash MinMax. But how it is, you know, uh, it feels gross sometimes to, like, talk, you be launching a new show because they hit a Patreon milestone or doing whatever. And so there is this optics to all of this of, Every one of us, and I don't even mean you, me, kind of funny. I don't mean Min Max. I mean every human being right now. If you put up with kind of funny stuff, like I say, you're a best friend because you're you want to have the right kind of conversations. You want to do good. You want to do. You want to help other people. And so everyone wants to help, but it's so hard in our day and age to help and then say you're helping and not seem like you're just trying to grab limelight, right? Like that's yeah. every that's everybody's concern. And so like yeah, to do this and just put it as a thing here uh halo just put out to halo 5 uh you can go buy a halo 5 pack right now uh, for something uh, for in-game stuff and it'll give all the proceeds to uh, somebody else here i should have brought that up sorry it broke as we were coming up or whatever um everybody's out there trying to figure out a way to do this and help but they also don't want to make it like look at how good we are we donated a million bucks you know what yeah. i mean so i agree uh speaking of Jordan Oleman at IGN.com, number four on the Roper Report. He writes, GameStop is set to close more than 300 stores this year. Uh, GameStop is set to permanently close 300 more stores in the coming year. The news arrived in an earnings call conducted by the company, which shed light on GameStop's financial situation. It was revealed that the company plans to meet or exceed the number of closures that occurred in the previous year, which saw 321 shops close their doors. The retailer currently has 5,500 operational stores across the the u.s oh man that's that's rough that's very yeah. rough it's it's that paired with hey we're also closing the stores because we have to because we're not a, yeah. we're not an essential retailer it turns out after all yeah yeah I, w- I wonder how much of this is accelerated by uh by the quarantine and them having yeah. to close their stores in the meantime like i wonder that like and th- that's the whole thing that we that we've kind of been talking about with this whole GameStop situation is that i well, i've been of the mind that the reason why they why why they're so adamant about being open and why they want to like they wanted to to put themselves as essential business is because yeah. if they don't then this happens um and i don't know if this is like a one for one thing like this could be the thing that was going to happen anyway regardless but they're not in a good place right now everybody knows that uh gamestop is on their way out probably at this point more rapidly than even before uh and, and that's why i think yeah, i think this is exasperated the situation or exacerbated exacerbated the situation exactly yes let me go a little bit yeah. further into jordan's article because there is some interesting stuff in here uh in the earnings call the company touched on the huge financial uncertainty caused by the ongoing pandemic but noted that the covid crisis has led to a two percent increase in sales in recent months uh gamestop turned a profit in the fourth quarter and saw a decrease in its net loss for the full fiscal year from 673 million dollars to 470.9 million dollars in a year in this year Uh, The earning calls also mentioned Game Informer, GameStop's media outlet that suffered layoffs in 2019. Rest in peace, Imran Khan, wherever you are now. Uh, GameStop plans to build value in the brand, though, quote, interactive or through uh, interactive digital media. But the retailer didn't go into any further details about those plans. Interactive digital media. Yeah. Yeah. What does that mean Uh, to you? uh, You know, trying to go in there and make gameinformer.com i would say interactive digital media i think it would be trying to make gameinformer.com articles reflect more what a game informer magazine article is you know what i mean where like when you make it more um uh active make it have boxes moving around like i'm just mm-hmm. pulling shit out of my ass of what so i would long. do if i was them right so i gameinformer.com to me shouldn't look like ign.com GameInformer.com should look like the magazine because I still think mm-hmm. it, it, I still I'm old, but I think of Game Informer as a magazine, right? So I I don't know what to, how to make that exactly look, but I would think you know a completely different layout. Uh, when I'm scrolling through, screw uh, when I'm scrolling through, I like to see like the cover header image stay up and the the text move, or where yeah. you'd usually put in like the you know the boxes of little breakout facts or whatever you're trying to you know promote or break mm-hmm. up with like appetizer features. Have those pop up, have those animate up, do something cool like that. But there's no way that's what's yeah. going to happen. 
As no. Ga- in the same article as or GameStop is like, we're going to close a million stores or whatever, 500, yeah. 300 stores, right? We're going to close all these stores. Like, I don't think they're at the same time going, we should really invest in Game Informer too. They're like, fucking Game Informer, please keep doing stuff and get selling ads and making money and just be in the black or whatever. Let's try to, you know, so- solve this. Yeah. Also funny, J- J- uh, Jordan Oleman, if you're watching, in your second to last graph here, you say, another GameSpot news. GameStop move. Mm-hmm. GameStop happens. Everybody does it. I know everybody does. One yeah. of them, one of them, one of them has to break. Yeah, yeah, one of the. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the staring contest is about to finally end. Somebody's about to blink on this one. I think. Uh, Frank Furter writes into Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games and says, "Good morning, Greg, and blessing." GameStop announced that they will be closing over 300 stores in the coming year due to poor sales again. My question is this, and this is going to make people mad: Why do people want to see GameStop fail? I get the debacle that ha- they had this week, plus, however. Uh, of this week plus however putting that aside why do people hate gamestop if you want to say well if you want to say well they would only give me a nickel for a certain game then have fun selling it elsewhere and trying to take advantage of trading deals gamestop to me has been a place where the employees are mostly knowledgeable and love games just like you and me i met some great friends there and some gave some some gave. Some have become my closest friends in life. Uh, sure, the upper management can flub things up, but why are we all rooting and cheering for it to fail? Blessing, why do you hate GameStop? Oh, man, let me tell you, dude. I went to a GameStop one time, oh, and they sold me uh, Brink and never again. No, I You, you, it, you went in and asked for it. They didn't try to take it from you. <laughs> uh, no, I... I historically people have kind of given GameStop shit for I want to say primarily like the selling your game back stuff but I'm sure there's other stuff there too but sure. for, for like for all my years patroning GameStop it's always been a thing of as far as like how the internet's talked about GameStop and and, and um, people's attitudes to- toward GameStop is always a thing of like oh yeah I'm gonna go sell back uh, I don't know man Doom Anything. Eternal three days yeah. after buying it and it's like alright here's a nickel uh, and like you say in your question, was it Frank Furter that's asking this one? Frank Furter. Um, you say in your question, like you know, try and get deals, like better, better deals for sell back from other places. I have, like, back in the day when I when I when I was hustling to try to try and get sure. money to sell my sure. games, right? I would, I would. Uh, the only time I would sell back to GameStop is when they were doing like a deal, and when I was trying to sell back like a bundle of games, and I was too lazy to try and figure out how to sell them on Amazon. Yeah. Um, but like there are there are a bunch of other places that I could go to to like get actual like better deals on selling back my games. Um, and so that's that's always kind of been a thing there. And I think that probably has a, a bit to do with it. But within recent years, I think more of it has to do with how they treat their employees. I've yeah. heard so many people who work at GameStop complain about working at GameStop and and talk about how kind of badly GameStop treats their employees. This last couple of weeks has been a great example of GameStop not necessarily the best company to their employees. You look at yeah. this. You look. You look at them uh, trying to paint themselves as an, as, as as an essential business. You look at them uh, not uh, letting part time employees uh, gain PTO. You look at the layoffs with with Game Informer recently. You look at how they've operated historically, and it's not necessarily it, it has not necessarily been great. That said, I don't necessarily look around and see people rooting for GameStop to die either. Like it's 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 always been a thing of I think we've had a shared understanding for quite a few years now that GameStop is just on the slow decline towards death because that's how yeah. the market is going. Like we're all we're all shifting towards digital games, we're all shifting toward delivery, we're all shifting toward like there are there are other places where you can buy their games. Best Buy had Gamers Club, Gamers uh, Club unlocked, yeah. which is gone now. But that was like a big thing for me when I decided to stop buying games at GameStop. It was because Best Buy had their Gamers Club unlocked deal where I could get games for like 20% off new. And, and Amazon was Games- doing that too. And then what happened was yeah. They saw they uh, had they had mortally wounded GameStop yeah, and they didn't need to do that anymore. So they're like, peace. We don't need to do this. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you where and Frank, I, I know that obviously you're looking at your you have your own lens, you're seeing your own things on Twitter, you're seeing your own things on the internet, probably hearing your own things on different podcasts. I don't know how much of it is rooting for GameStop to fail. I think when you're yeah, in very in the very specific instance of everything that just happened where I was like calling them ghouls for trying to make people work and say they were essential businesses, that's a different thing. And again, that's on the top top of the pyramid i said i've said it before and i will say it again i think one of the coolest opportunities kind of funny has afforded me is when we were going to the gamestop managers expo and doing their live stream for a while and actually getting to see gamestop as a company and this is you know whatever years ago i haven't gone in a couple years i think 
take care of their employees and fly all the managers to Vegas and put them all up and take them through not classes, but like presentations from developer or from publishers and developers saying, here's what our game is. Here's why it's cool. Actually in a way giving them, you know, crash courses so that when people do walk into the store, they get to say, Oh yeah. What is cyberpunk? And like, Oh, they know cyberpunk. They've seen cyberpunk. They've seen private demos of it. Here's why it's rad. I like that. I think that's awesome. I thought it was awesome to talk to the managers there and have so many of them say like, oh, well, you know, I was working in wherever and I fell in love and I moved and then they transferred my position there. Like so many people had stories there that I talked to that were, no, they have actually taken care of me and they are trying to be better and yada, yada, yada. I can't tell. That was years ago, like I said, but it was an interesting glimpse into what I think the overall thing about people not liking GameStop is an overall glimpse into a giant corporation. A, gi- a giant monolith of a corporation that seems faceless. And I know that I'm old, but remember the one knock a lot of people have against GameStop is that it did come in and force out the mom and pop shops. It was the thing that in very much of a Walmart sense where they came in and were suddenly taking over and buying up different stores and becoming, you know, I remember when it was that, you know, I remember when Funko Land opened and it was like, oh, this is rad or whatever. But then when the other GameStop opened and then when the EB opened and then I was like, wait, what? And then they are all the same thing. Like, wait a second. <laughs> they just yeah. ran everybody out of town and took over. And so I think there's that wrapped up in it. I think it's just the normal thing of when you are number one, when you are the biggest name in video game retail. And I'm not, I'm sure Amazon wants to come off the bench or Walmart wants to come off the bench. You know what I mean? In our sphere, when you are the dedicated game store and you are number one, it's easy to dunk on them. I think, you know, as we've, seen them try to stave off uh, the digital revolution and become a Funko Pop store and become a, a, a store that has all these stuff. People make fun of them for that. They make fun of GameStop TV. It's it's the normal thing of what Twitter and social media does so poorly is the com- the snide comment you'd make to your friend while shopping at GameStop and buying the thing at GameStop. You're now making yeah. out into the world and everybody's making it. And it seems like everybody hates it. Like I am the number one I love digital. Digital games are amazing. That's where I want to be for the rest of my life, right? It was really funny on PS I Love You this week, right? When somebody talked about the Xbox having the disc on the wrong side. And me and Bless were like, what? And then I was like, <laughs> I went into the room. I talked to Lucy. None of us had an Xbox game on disc. We all have them digital. I was like, huh, interesting mm-hmm. time to be alive on that one. Uh, however, all that said, when GameStop does close its doors, I will be sad. I'll be – I. Yeah, I yeah. When I do get dragged to a mall because I hate shopping in person, I always end up in the GameStop and I just walk around for 20 minutes, 15 minutes, looking at everything, seeing what they're selling, listening to conversations, seeing what's going on there. I will be sad about that. And that's me being as selfish as possible in this conversation. It will be incredibly sad for the thousands of GameStop employees who won't have jobs anymore, who, like you said in this Frankfurter, are good people. So many of our kind of funny best friends are GameStop employees, right? What up, Jamie? Like, there's people out there that we do know that they are out there. We do know that they're in the stores fighting the good fight. Yeah, I've had, I talk about my, you know, Columbia, Missouri, where I stayed away from the EB in the mall for like three years because of a shitty manager there. Yeah, I've had those conversations, but like, I understand that's few and far between. That's not how it's all going to be. That's not how it's going to be forever. And so, yeah, like like, uh, Game Informer, too. Like, that's another thing where once GameStop goes away, Game Informer is probably going away. And I I love Game Informer. I've loved Game Informer for for a while. Uh, And historically, I also have really great GameStop memories, right? Like, like GameStop is the reason why I played so many weird, just random games because they always had the $5 bin back in the day where I'd go in and, like, pick out... Like, I remember every time I went to the mall when I was, like, I'm going to say, like, 10 years old, 9, 10, 11 years old, uh, they had, like, the $5, $10 bin. And every time I'd, I'd go there, I'd ask my, my mom for 10 bucks, and I'd get, like, a random PS2 game out the That's bin. That's awesome. And I ended up playing so many random games. I ended up playing, like, Se- 7 Samurai, 20XX. Uh, There's a game called B-Boy that I love. Uh, MTV Music Generator 2. <laughs> like, wow. Uh, that's all due to freaking uh, to GameStop. Uh, yeah, and, and that's going, and, like, you know, in a lot of ways, I like to think that, you know, what we do in the conversations we have in Kind of Funny Games are the evolution of that, where it is that what you'd want to see of, like, I remember walking into Funko Land as a you know riding my bike there and just hanging out for hours in there having conversation probably bugging the shit out of the clerks but yeah. having conversations in there while other people are asking about games you have conversations with them like that's what the internet's good at but it's not it'll never be the same as walking in and just like what it, i mean like in a lot of ways right like gamestop is the last vestige of what it used to be like to go to blockbuster like to walk the yeah. aisles and pick up the cases and look at the back and put it back down because even at, like when you go to target or walmart they're behind glass so you can't even touch them. You can't feel them. You can't look and see all the different 
bells and whistles and stuff like it will be sad and it, it oh, yeah. and I, I don't think people some people sure are probably yeah fuck up cheer them uh, you know what i mean but like there is a lot to it that's as usual just the surface level of yeah they didn't pay you enough for your trade in one time not thinking about the thousands of jobs thousands of good people the thousands yeah. of good memories yeah i have great memories from GameStop. yeah like all the times you went to gamestop and you just hung out and just looked at stuff yeah exactly right <laughs> didn't buy anything just had a good time and left. just had a good time uh let's get some quick hits in here to close out the roper report number five warface has hit a million players on switch one Whoa. month after its official launch on nintendo switch warface has reached one million registered players on the platform publisher my games announced today to celebrate this developer a lords a lods team a lods team a lords uh, team has revealed uh, some in-game statistics players have compete completed 495,387 pvp matches total playtime for warface on switch is over 83,000 days <laughs> the most popular modes on switch are pve missions 1.2 million played and co-op special operations uh, 148,000 completed warface on nintendo switch has full content and feature parity with xbox one and playstation 4 versions with a content rotation system opening up new pve co-op missions every week the development team plans to simultaneously release the next big release on all three platforms uh their franchise lead says the key strategy with the nintendo switch version is to keep things fresh and that means constant updates we are already hard at work in the next big console update which will simultaneously launch on switch xbox one and ps4 this summer go get them warface if i showed can, you could you tell warface, me anything I was going to say, if I showed you screenshots yeah. of multiple games, you think you could figure out which one Warface is? Oh, probably not. Depending on the game. Are we going to do this, Kevin? No, we don't, I don't even have the tech. <laughs> okay. We're also late in the show. There's no real reason to. But I saw it and I was just like, Warface? What the fuck I'm going to guess. <sighs> Hold on, I, actually, I mean, no, it's I a first-person shooter, right? Uh, I'm going to say it's a Oh, it's definitely got to be a first-person shooter, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they might have said that in the story and I might just not have, not have realized that. Uh is oh, wow. this, this is Warface. Kevin's throwing up Warface. I would not have guessed this. I would have guessed. Yeah, I, I guess I'm thinking of Warframe, which I do know what it looks yeah, like. So I would have been be. like, oh, it's going to look like that. Because in my head, I was like sci-fi. But I was like, am I saying that because I, I, I know? Or am I saying that because Warframe? I'm looking at Warface on the Nintendo, my Nintendo Switch here, too, which I have on the little monitor. Oh, now. now oh, fuck, dude. The, the, the key art. Yeah, click on the key art, Kevin. It's the third one in that top row there. You got a fucking Terminator. Look at that. Oh, shit. Got a Terminator ready to go you fuck some shit it? up here. You think he's a friend? I, well, uh, yeah, probably. Nice. I, I, fighting on Mars? You're fighting in... Mars? Get the fuck out. Something? I love That's Mars. That's what it looks like. Oh, War so here I was right. That is sci-fi. Warface is an online first-person shooter like no other. Battle across 50-plus multiplayer PvP maps, tackle tough PvE raids and co-op, and unleash a vast arsenal of 200-plus realistic customizable weapons. Join over 80 million players worldwide and play for free now. Experience the multiple thrilling PvP game modes. Fight for glory across all... You know, we already said that part. Hmm. Interesting. Wow. It's, it's the usual thing, right? Of like, oh man, never heard of this game. One million on Switch, 80 million worldwide. Well, fuck me. Gaming is too do big we, now. I mean, do we want to try Warface? Do we want to play some games? Do you want to play The Division? Because I'd rather you play The Division with me. Uh, How about no, some no. Borderlands? Meet me in the middle. Let's, let, me, let me drag you through some Borderlands. Every time I play Borderlands, I, I fall asleep. I don't know why. Yes. I don't know what it is about Borderlands. Bless. Let's I play like, Borderlands I... together. Me and you, no one else. Just Me? What? Kevin? Oh, no, yeah, Greg can come you know too. What? Yeah, sure, Greg. Is Joey still Kevin, we don't have anything uh, going on till what? Joey's like three o'clock. Us three and Joey. I, I could be down for us three and Joey. Yeah, maybe we cut Greg. Thing. Maybe we cut Greg. We put Andy in. You know what I mean? Gets Andy, dude, that sounds play. awesome. Andy's Andy great. He wants to play on PC. First off, I'm better than him. All right, we all saw the Fortnite. Let's, just, you know, and I digress. I number six. Number six. Michael Denny is leaving PlayStation, which is shocking to me, and then he's heading to TT Games, which is great for me. This is Hayden Taylor over at GamesIndustry.biz. Former Sony executive Michael Denny has been appointed the vice president and head of studio at TT Games. Previously, Denny oversaw internal studios such as Guerrilla Games, Media Molecule, and Sony London Studio as senior vice president of Sony Interactive Entertainment Worldwide Studios Europe. He also oversaw external developers uh, working on exclusive third-party games. Now, after 25 years with Sony, Denny will take over strategy, execution, and business operations of TT Games and its portfolio of titles, including the LEGO franchise. In a statement, TT Games said Denny will report to Playdemic studio head Paul George to introduce a new vision for the company. Bless. Yeah. This is another one. I mean, that's what we're just talking about with Shannon leaving, right? We've covered all these other people leaving PlayStation. What uh, is happening? 25 years, Michael Denny at PlayStation, now going over to TT Games. 
do you do you take this as just another like he's 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 had his time he sees new opportunity he's gonna take it or do you think sony is on fire <laughs> sony is a rotten from the core and I, no yeah. i think it's definitely i think i think there's a lot of new blood at playstation and i think that when you look around and see that you've been there for 20 years not to mention we've talked before about like you know it was a big deal when playstation officially moved their headquarters to uh san mateo right san francisco bay area and mm-hmm. away from japan and started kind of centralizing power over here now granted jim ryan's over in the in europe he's doing it too but we saw like them close down their pr and marketing over there we saw a whole bunch of different things shake out that way when you look at this right of like denny's word salad title right of like yeah he was the senior vice president of sony interactive entertainment worldwide studios europe right like well now herman who's also in in europe right he's the he's the head of sony worldwide studios so you have herman promoted above you which i i don't no, if you would take as an uh, an insult, you I guess you probably would, right? Uh, but he's there. He's got new ideas. He's got new stuff. You've been there for twenty five years. You see a bunch of your colleagues starting to shift off the platform. You're seeing, you know, whatever their vision is for PlayStation Five take shape, and maybe not that it's not what you want to do, but maybe that's just not you're not in for that, you know, huge part of yeah. a ride. Or whatever. it might be like a, just a good transitional time, right? Yeah. Like the start of something new, and you're like, okay, well, you know, this is my time to to let the next. The, the the next crew of svps at playstation and now he's going to tv uh, games work on my lego it. games you know what i mean yeah. come on him and arthur parsons over there busting skulls let's see what happens do you think we'll uh, ever get a little lego dimensions too fuck no <laughs> well, yeah you know you got seasonal content for it right yeah you got a big expansion yeah. no you'll never get it sad yeah. sad days I, I miss lego dimensions uh i never played it but i always wanted to you're a coward god i hate you this is why i died you know what i mean you can't support it couldn't get over, you couldn't get it that's your problem uh yeah. shout out to michael denny though because he was one of the people if you've ever heard the uh the story of when uh me uh colin and clements went to dinner with shuhei that for that first time ever and we showed up and it was all the heads of sony worldwide studios and stuff like from all the studios in the world michael denny was there he was a good dude oh you got to hang nice. out and drink with him uh but enough about that instead let me tell you about patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You can go there, ask your questions, be part of the show and squad up, but you can also get the show there ad free with the big post show. We'll do in a second uh, ad free. And speaking of ads, Gregway, this episode of kind of funny games daily is brought to you by quip quip makers of the electric quip toothbrush. Want you to know that there's one simple discovery that matters to your oral health. It's simply this. If you have good habits, you're good to go. That means brushing for two minutes, twice a day and flossing regularly. No matter what brand you use, quip makes that simple. Starting with an electric toothbrush, refillable floss and anti-cavity toothpaste. Quip's electric brush has sensitive, uh, sensitive, sensitive sonic vibrations with a built-in timer and 30 second pulses to guide for a full and even clean. This is why we all love it. Nick and I were just talking about this the other day literally not a joke uh that we love our quips we use our quips and it, when we started using them, we realized we had not been brushing for two minutes and now our teeth are better than ever um uh the quip floss dispenser comes with pre-marked string to help you use just enough plus quip delivers fresh brush heads floss and toothpaste refills to your door every three months with free shipping so your routine is always right join over three million ha- happy healthy mouths and get quip today starting at 25 dollars and if you go to getquip.com slash games right now, you'll get your first refill for free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash games. Spell it out. G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash games. Quip, the good habits company. Now, our next sponsor, it's ExpressVPN. Uh, you want to hear some insider information? So we all know how ExpressVPN protects your privacy and security online, but here's something you might not know. You can also use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. Now that so many of us are stuck at home, it's only a matter of time until we run out of things to watch on Netflix. So a whole bunch of our friends this week have been using ExpressVPN to binge shows like Doctor Who on UK Netflix and others. It's simple to do. Just fire up the ExpressVPN app, change your location to the UK, refresh Netflix, and that's it expressvpn hides your ip address and lets you control where you want sites to think you're located you can choose from almost 100 different countries so just think about all the netflix libraries you can go through you love anime use expressvpn to access japanese netflix and be spirited away but it's not just netflix expressvpn works with any streaming service hulu bbc iplayer youtube you name it There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason you should use ExpressVPN to watch shows is that it is ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering or lag. You can stream in HD, no problem. ExpressVPN is also compatible with all your devices, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and more. So you can watch what you want, where you want it, when you want it, wherever you are. 
If you visit our link right now, expressvpn.com slash games, you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Support the show, watch what you want, and protect yourself with ExpressVPN at expressvpn.com slash games, games, games. Blessing. Yep. I'm excited to see what Michael Denny does at TT Games. But I am too. his future is so far away. It if is. I wanted something more present, like say what came to the mom and grop shops today, where would I go? You would go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Yeah. Uh, Giantosaurus, the game, comes to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, and Switch. Saints Row 4, re-elected, comes to Switch. Children of Zodiacs comes to Xbox One and Switch. Lost Worlds Beyond the Page comes to Stadia. That one got you? Oh. Yeah, Zodiacs. Oh, Zodiacs. One Piece Pirate Warriors 4 comes to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Bears Can't Drift comes to Xbox One. Railway Empire comes to Switch. Inops comes to Xbox One. Biped comes to PC. Duck Souls Plus comes to PlayStation 4 and Switch. Repressed comes to Switch. Copper Bell comes to Switch. Six People comes to PC and Mac. Gordian Quest comes to PC. Mayhem Masters comes to PC. Derange comes to PC. Arcade comes, but like, like Arch Aid. Arcade? Arch? Arch comes to PC and Mac. Night Out comes to PC. Disney, oh, I already got that one in there. Uh, Creature in the Well comes to PlayStation 4. New dates for you. My friend Pedro was making the jump to PlayStation 4 on April 2nd. And oh. then Steve Watts at GameSpot reports that the Resident Evil Resistance demo has been delayed on PC and PS4. Resident Evil 3 Remake is coming with an asynchronous multiplayer mode, uh, Resident Evil Resistance. A final open beta was planned for this week before the new game, before next week's full launch, but the beta has been delayed on Steam and PS4 due to apparent issues. Uh, the open beta was planned to go live on all three platforms, PC, PS4, and Xbox One, as of Thursday evening in North America. The Xbox One version is currently up and running, but the Steam and PS4 versions are missing in action. An announcement posted to the Japanese site says the test is being postponed on Steam and PS4 due to an unspecified problem. And then IGN reports uh, developer Digital Extremes Warframe is coming to PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X, according to an annual results announcement from parent company Liu. So another one, bless. Put it on the board. Another one. You know what I mean? I know. What exactly is this? What, what, what did? What is this? What am I looking at, Kev? Uh, this is that arcade game that you were talking oh. about. Arcade, 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 yeah. arcade. Yeah. Huh. It's uh, kind of cool. Is this the gameplay or is this the trailer? This is the gameplay. <laughs> huh. Okay. So you're spinning stuff, trying to match up. It's like symbols. Characters. It's, like it's freaking me out, man. It's like a Rosetta Stone. It's like a know. match puzzle game, even but see like, what the hell? I don't understand. <laughs> I know. That's what, this looks like. It's for like advanced brains. It's like a match puzzle game, but like on another level. I like it. You gonna play it? No, I'm not. Hell no, you're not gonna this play looks like it. It'll break me. You coward. That's what I'm saying over there. I am a coward. No, you're a nice boy, and we like you a lot. Don't worry oh, about thank it. Thank you. Blessing. It's time to squad up. This is where one of you writes into Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. Give me your name, username, platform choice, and why you need help in a video game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you, and everybody plays games together. We have a different kind of one today. It's from Dcash14. That's the letter D C A. SH14, all one word. Hey guys, I have a special squad up request for today. I am an emergency physician and longtime KFBF. I want to thank you now more than ever for being there for me as my job becomes scarier by the day. As I commute to and from work, joining you all every day to discuss Animal Crossing, Doom Eternal, etc. has allowed me to mentally escape from the incredible stress of the ER to the joy of my favorite hobby. I also appreciate the sacrifices uh, the Kind of Funny team has made for all the best friends uh, to stay home so that we can safely do our job. This effort is making a big difference and will save many lives. I have one huge request for all the best friends. As many of you know, know, hospitals are running short on masks, gloves, gowns, and other PPE that uh, keeps the nurses, paramedics, doctors, custodial staff, and many others safe during this crisis. My hospital currently has three days of masks left, and we are facing the real possibility of needing to reuse contaminated masks or even homemade masks and bandanas. If you have access to N95s, surgical masks, gloves, gowns, or any other equipment, please consider donating it. You can DM me on Twitter or Reddit at dcash14 if you want to donate to my hospital or just contact your local ER to see how to donate. Love you all, and please stay safe, everyone. Dcash 14. Hit them up. 
do it. Yeah, of course, if you have any of this stuff and you can help out, please help out either your local ER or, yeah, Dcash 14. Obviously, you don't need it. Or I shouldn't say it. You probably don't need it in your house. I don't know what your current situation is. I shouldn't <laughs> I shouldn't project like that. But yeah, if you, don't if you have them, the means, help out whoever you can right now. We're, we're all in this together. Don't forget. Blessing. Yes. It's time for you're wrong. This is where people watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. Um, it's not are you're wrong, but breaking from nanobiologists, he says Riot Games and co-founders have donated 1.5 million to Corona uh, Relief and gives me a polygon link. You can go over there and check it out. Um, here, this is an explanation from Zaxxon. Uh, on the, the Halo 5 is adding an REQ pack where the proceeds go to coronavirus uh, relief. You can find that on Halo's Twitter. Uh, oh, well, we talked about this before. They say missed release date, but it is worth pointing out because I do want to play it a lot this weekend. Predator Hunting Grounds has a free trial this week on PlayStation, or weekend, I'm sorry, on PlayStation Plus. It's live right now, which is supposed to be later in the afternoon, so it's cool that it's out now. We had given the date a long time ago, but it is today. It is only this weekend I am going to play because I'm a big fan of Ilphonic, of course. Blessing, you won't play, I'm sure, because you're a coward. Uh, exactly. Son of a bitch. Uh, no, Barrett. Kevin, you want to play? You want to play some Predators this, this time, this weekend? I got to get my PlayStation 4 and set it all up. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I'm going to try because Blessing and I are probably going to play Borderlands. So yeah. I'm going to try to you, get my Kevin? PS4. Yeah, you guys. Yeah. Kevin, who do you play, in, who you play as in Borderlands? Uh, Flag. Good call. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I don't play as Flag, so that, that works. Well, I mean, you can have four Flags yeah, if you want. Yeah, it's, 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 it's actually better because then they yeah, but the it's dogs. Like, it's, it's yeah. like stylish though if you like have different characters. Oh, God, bless you so weird. Should we, like we invite Fran? He plays as someone that no one plays. You're not gonna play. It oh on PC. yeah, I'm not. You're not gonna play it on PC. He's plays on PC. And they don't do crossplay. No. Huh. We can just get Andy and Joy. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been kind of funny games daily. Remember, each and every week down a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. Let's run you through who will be hosting next week, ladies and gentlemen. Monday, the busiest lady in the business, Andrea oh, Renee, returns to the show. <laughs> To host with me for the yeah, first time right. since she abandoned us. Oh, uh, Tuesday, it'll be me and Imran. Wednesday, it'll be me and Gary Witta. Thursday, it's going to be Blessing and Tim. Friday, me and Bless. There's going to be it. another Gamescast review on Monday. We can't tell you what for. So there you go. If you want to you want to keep your games cast up to date. Um, remember, YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. RoosterTeeth.com. Podcast services around the globe. Uh, watch live. Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. Go to Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Where? You can get on the show, you can get the show ad-free, and you can get the post-show we are about to do. Blessing. Any final words of wisdom for these people before we say goodbye? Stay home. Don't go places. Just stay home. Just do it. That's well said, Blessing. Just a few weeks. Just a few weeks. Or months. Whatever. <laughs> <Depending> <laughs> Maybe how. the rest of your life. We're not sure Depending yet, but you're safe you at home. You can if play you Predators listen, this weekend. If you listen, it'll only be a few weeks. If you don't listen, then we'll be here for a while. Forever, yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we got a post-show to do, but until next time... It's been our pleasure to serve you. Oh. Uh. No, blessing the other oh, way. The other way. See, I'm looking at the, the confidence monitor. There we go. There you go. Uh, yeah, it's working. All right. Yeah.